Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. This is Matt. And we are joined with Casey Woods. Casey, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, thanks for having me guys. So, I'm going to try to kind of get this out of the way. This is just for my own personal and some of our alumni, but last year, for you personally, what was it like to kind of get over that hump, like that Shatard? We're talking about the Shatard game. We'll just get this out of the way. Like, when it happened... What was the first thing that just went through your mind? Um, shock, really. I mean, I honestly, we, we knew we had a good team. Um, we didn't know, you know, that we could beat a team like that. Um, and really, it was getting over the mental hurdle first. I mean, mm-hmm. not that those kids had, you know, we played them or anything like that, but they know they know the yes. name. And once we got them over the mental hurdle, we got through the first quarter. Us scoring first was everything. Right, when we right. scored that first touchdown, everything snapped on our sideline. Everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. We knew and, and we yeah. had a shot. Um, and so it was really cool. You know, it took me a, a little while to really kind of let it sink in and be like, whoa, 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 who'd we just beat? <laughs> and what does this mean to everybody? You know, originally it was just like, oh, my gosh, we're sectional champs. That's awesome. And then, right. you know, as, as about 20 minutes went by and people are coming up to me that had played at Danville and things like that, I'm like, oh, that, that was Shatard. That, that, <laughs> that is big. You know, so it was really cool. How much does belief matter to your team? No, uh, it's everything. And it was def- it was more, I mean, it's this year too, but last right. year, it, that's all we wrote on. I mean, because they were coming off a, a rough year. They hadn't gotten beat up, and those seniors had had a rough experience. Right. Um, and so really all we had was belief. We, we set the vision. It was flip the script. Right. You know, take two and eight and flip it around and make it, you know, ten and two or ten and three, whatever it might be. And, and belief's all we all we had going into it. And then you go, you know, two and two after your first four, and it's like, well, what, which way can this go? And right. they stayed believing, and belief carried us through. Well, I kind of that brings me back to kind of culture. I think every head coach talks about culture. When did you realize like the culture you wanted to bring to the program kind of was setting in, or is it still in progress, really? I think it's definitely still in progress. I think you know last year, as far as the believing that these kids could achieve something, I would say um, by the time we won the we the Western Boone game last year, you know, which was towards the end of the season, we had we had won some games in a row there, but. You know, competition-wise, Weibo after Lebanon Tri West mm-hmm. was the best we'd seen, and when we won that game, and I won't say handedly, but you know, we we felt pretty good about the win. Right. Um, I think it was then that I'm like, this thing's starting to take shape. You know, then we rattle off a couple of good playoff wins, one with a lot of adversity in it there at Greencastle, and um, then the Chatard win. Um, but we're still working on it because now it's you know we tell our guys when you embrace that type of grind when you're coming off of two and eight. You know, you start to climb. Right. When you embrace that grind, when your program's up there a little bit, you can seriously fly to places you've never been before. And so that part still iron itself out. Yeah, that's a good question. How do you keep your team motivated when now the script has been flipped and and they they believe in themselves and and it might be easy to coast? Sure. That I mean, honestly, that was probably the toughest job all summer um, was making sure we got our kids. Uh, back to the type of grind that they put in when they were coming off of two and eight and right. wanted everything to change. And, and that's kind of how we, we sold it was, you know, when you battle that way when you're two and eight, think about what can happen now that you're established, right. now that you've got talent coming back, and now that you know how to play football and you know how to win. Um, and they bought into it. And I think, I mean, halftime of the Mooresville game told me a lot about what I needed to know as far as could we get that chip back on their shoulder and we show them the polls and we show them that you know we show up in one or two polls maybe every now and then crack like 10th at best and we show them that um and it's it helps when you're you know coming off of a Lebanon game that you you know let's be honest we we let them have that one uh late in that game 
Um, you know, so the halftime of the Mooresville game, we're up, we're up pretty big. Right. And at that point, we, we go back around into our locker room, and our kids are just screaming and yelling and wanting to go back out. I mean, they're hitting doors and hitting their helmets on things. And, you know, obviously you don't want all that. Right. But they are just eager to still go out with a chip on their shoulder and battle. So that yeah. was good. I know I didn't get a chance to watch it, but watching it online and just hearing the commentators, that was the big question going into the second half is what's Damdell going to do? So that was, you know, definitely something I was curious to hear. So that's cool to hear just about that intensity in the locker room. Yeah. That's awesome. So when you first got into, like, when you knew you wanted to be a, a football coach, a head football coach, was a Dan was Danville a no-brainer? You played here, you're from here, or was it just, did it feel like fate almost? Yeah, it almost just kind of yelled at me. You know, when I, when I took my first head coaching job up in, up in Clinton Prairie, um, it was really not on my radar. I mean, I just wanted to go up there and see if I could even – win as a head coach, set a culture as a head coach, and, and really achieve those things. Thought I'd be there longer than one year, and honestly, the terrific people up there. If it wasn't for Danville, I, I would have been. I, right. I really enjoyed my experience. But um, it just so how I wasn't looking at it like that. I didn't, you know, I obviously I kept track of the records, stuff like that, of family on the team. So I knew they, you know, wins and losses, I knew what was going on, but, you know, had no had no idea if they'd make a change or not. And when it did, then at that point, it just, yeah, it kind of started screaming at me. You know, it was uh, – a lot of family here. It's a great decision for my family and um, things like that. And obviously, it's worked out uh, on the field as well. Speaking of family, you have your brother, your dad helping you out on the staff. Does that make it easier or sometimes harder? I mean, it's family. It feels like you'll probably butt some butt heads every mm-hmm. now and then. But what's that like to have have family on the staff? Well, it's awesome. I, there, uh, there are definitely moments, um, especially me and Cody. You know, Dad kind of um, he chips in, chips in really, really well, but he doesn't really get in the middle of mine and Cody stuff. You know, me and Cody being on the headset together. I've, you know, we've had people say that are also on the headsets that it's almost worth you know auctioning off a headset <laughs> just to hear me and him go at it a little bit. Um, but it's what it's all about. I mean, honestly, right. when I got into coaching, I knew this was going to be a family affair. It's what I wanted it to be. Um, there are moments where we get at it, but the moments that we achieve stuff together, it makes it worth every bit of it. Um, you know, and obviously I've got two great assistant coaches at home too. My wife, <laughs> yeah. uh, my little daughter, Kenley, they come out all the time. Wife yeah. runs yoga on Saturdays with the team and uh, to stretch them out on Saturdays. So it's definitely a family affair, and that's kind of why Danville screamed at me in the first place. So what, what brought on yoga on Saturday mornings? You know, just it con- I kind of constantly research things that big programs are doing and things like that, and I kept seeing yoga pop up at these Division One schools. Um, and I was like, you know, Saturday we're always trying to come up with something, some sort of stretching or right. workout, get them sweat and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, just kind of hit me this year, kind of late in the week of Cascade Week. I was like, yeah, yoga would be good Saturday. All the D1 programs do it, so I'm going to do it. Right. And my, my wife, I mean, all the time through the week, I'll walk in the door, and there's the yoga mat out. She's <laughs> on it. The baby girl's on it. Um, and they're both doing yoga together. Well, she's doing yoga. The right. little one's climbing right. all over. Totally. But I was like, you know what, you come run yoga. So it's cool. That's awesome. Uh just kind of sticking with the uh, the whole coaching thing, you said you, you're looking at D1 programs and stuff like that. Is there anybody at the college or even pro level that you kind of draw inspiration from, like, man, that guy does it right, or you kind of just pull a little bit from everywhere? I do get a lot from, from everywhere, but I, I was always an Urban Meyer guy going back a long time. Amen. Um, as far as, yeah, that's right. Just researching his stuff, reading all his books, watching his practices. I'd go to his clinics. I mean, all of those things. And, um, you know, but recently, and I do, I take a lot from Urban, especially scheme-wise and leadership-wise. You know, recently I've been drawn to P.J. Fleck 
And I think because the way he does things is a lot like the way I like to do it, very fast, very yeah. energetic, very passionate. Yeah. Um, so I kind of see more of myself there. Um, so, I, so he's kind of jumping on the radar for me. So for our social media people, what's, what's your hashtag going on this season? It's hashtag ENG? Yep, ENG, earn not given. Uh, and that was kind of the, you know, help put that chip on mm-hmm. our shoulder. Um, everything they got last year was earned. It wasn't given, given to them. And everything they get you this year, there's no difference. Just because you won some games doesn't right. mean anything's going to be given to you uh, this year. It doesn't mean you're going to have the same success you had last year. You have to go out and earn it. So we thought that was appropriate, kind of coming off, flip the script. You have to make sure you keep earning that right. that script stays the way it is now. Cool. So we'll jump into the, the, the football team a little bit. Two games under your belt. Is there anything that is stood out to you from a surprising standpoint, or has everything kind of gone as you've planned? I guess up just two games in. Um, uh, you know, kind of asked. I knew we were good. I mean, I knew we had a lot of good players. I think everybody's big question. I don't think it's any secret was what would happen at the quarterback position. Right. Um, Shable had a terrific year last year. Right. Um, and so we throw Toby in there, move him from receiver into quarterback. It's not like he's new to quarterbacking, but he's new to quarterbacking in this offense. And so that was the big question mark, and he's played really, really well. And we're just kind of trying to prepare him now for the, the moments that will come um, where adversity hits and there's an interception or a fumble, right. um, which we're yet to do, but it's going to happen. So we're, you know, it's easy to ride high, so we're trying to prepare him for those moments where it's you know, gets a little rough, but, uh, you know, that's been the biggest surprise was how well he's handled all of it. We haven't had to slow the playbook down at all. Um, you know, and so, and we've even expanded a little bit because of his legs. So I think it's kind of adjusting to Toby being on his game has been the biggest thing. Well, I, I feel like going into the season, everybody knew what the offense could do is going to do, but the defense is what stood out to me in the Mooresville game. They were flying around. I think you knew what kind what kind of athletes you had out there. They caused, what was it, four fumbles. Yeah. yeah. You know, special teams got in on the action with the block kick. Is the defense, I guess, where you want it? I won't say that. Not where you want it to be because you can always get better. But what's been the what's the biggest strength of this defense? Uh, they're extremely fast and aggressive. We're not, we've told our guys a lot, they're not going to be the biggest defense that rolls out there. Um, but if they play fast, aggressive football, they're going to be just fine. And that's what they're doing. We get a lot of hats to the football, um, a lot of helmets. And when they get there, they get there pretty angry. Uh, nine, they've caused nine turnovers um, in the first two weeks, which I cannot imagine that there are many other teams right. in the state that have that many through two weeks. Uh, they take the ball away in so many different ways. Um, and so really, I mean, our athleticism is what sets us apart. We're not going to be bigger than the guys across from us, but we will be faster and we will run harder and we'll be more athletic. That's awesome. So looking, looking ahead this week, I think Matt and I both thought about the Lebanon game being that true benchmark mm-hmm. game for your team this season. What do you expect going into Friday night? No, uh, it's, it's big. It's going to be a good battle. They are, uh, they are as advertised. They are good. Um, you know, that win over Zinesville is a big win for their program. That's a bigger school. Mm-hmm. And we scrimmaged Zinesville over the summer. Zinesville is a good ball club. So for Lebanon to do that, um, it's impressive. They have a really good running back. They got some big linemen. Um, they got a receiver that can light you up if you if you sell out too much on the run. Um, and so they're everything that you want in a big conference-type matchup. I mean, that's what we told our kids. I mean, we're jealous. This is, this is an awesome opportunity for you guys. It's as big as it gets right. um, as far as conference play goes. Uh, could could mean a whole heck of a lot. So we've kind of prepared our guys that way. What do you what do you expect out of the fans that night? Like what what helps the football team the most from the stands? 
Well, we've been our I think our stands have been electric since about the midpoint of last year as, as people kind of started realizing there's something fun to watch mm-hmm. out there. Um, even the unfortunately the the loss in the regional game is as tough as that was. Um, our stands were mm-hmm. absolutely awesome. I mean, electric. And so, you know, packing this, our kids, when they run out, they look. I mean, that's, you know, their kids, right. they're going to look. They look up there. If that thing's packed and the student section's big uh, and it's loud, they love it. Our, our kids feed off of that because we, we play fast, aggressive football. Right. And so the louder it is, the faster and aggressive we play. Right. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I We talked about the student sections in our last podcast, and you're absolutely right. I mean, Having a crowd behind you means a whole lot. We got some rapid fire questions for you. Yep. Single answer. We're going to get to know you a little bit. Sure. All right. Favorite athlete all time? Ooh, boy. Favorite athlete? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Okay, I like it. Favorite sport movie? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, you should have you should have figured that. <laughs> that was an easy one. Huh? All right, let, let's this. This is our poll question for the week. Uh, who is the greatest offensive NFL player of all time? Oh, greatest offensive NFL player of all time, Tom Brady. And I know it. I hate to say yeah. it. But <laughs> I know to. there's a Patriot I, background I, here. I, yeah, uh, I'm telling you, Tom Brady. Favorite yeah. sport to watch other than football? NHL hockey. Really? Go Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Those are my boys. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Love it. Okay, now I'm going to get into this then a little bit. What, what drew you to hockey? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I started watching it really when Crosby was a rookie, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, it's everything that I like. It's fast-paced. I mean, there's times that I'll put that on before I put an NFL game on, honestly. I mean, it's fast-paced. It's hard-hitting. It doesn't stop. I mean, it's it's fun. There's a lot of skill involved. It's fun to watch. All right, favorite ice cream? Uh, cookies and cream. Nice. Favorite type of pizza? Standard pepperoni. That's that's my Standard. guy right yep. there. What, is, what yep. does KC stand for? Uh, Kenneth Casey. All right. I know. It's it's always a long story because the middle name is actually Casey. So um, my parents wanted me to go after my dad. So Kenneth, that's great. They didn't want me to just be called Kenneth all the time and have two of those Kennys going. So um, they wanted to go by Casey. So they made my middle name name Casey. Well, it didn't take them long to kind of realize that just comes off a little bit feminine. Not calling anybody (laughs) out who's named Casey. That's a man. But they thought it was feminine. So they're like, well, it still works, though, because we have KC. That's a little more manly. So it's all right. Perfect. There we go. If you could go to any football game this season, which one would you go to? Ooh. Probably this Florida State-Alabama game, honestly. As much as I'd love to go to a – I'm a Gator fan. As much as I'd love to go to a Gator fan, it doesn't get any cooler than Florida State-Alabama week one. That's so, as a Gator fan, I mean, how did you feel about Urban Meyer? Because I'm a Buckeye fan. Yeah. And I hated Urban Meyer. And then he became <laughs> my coach, and it's like, well, I've got to love him now. Sure, So, yeah. what do you feel? Oh, same. I, I, I feel the same way now that I did when he was coaching the Gators. I mean, he's – He's good as it gets. He sell, he pours himself into it. Yeah. Um, that's why I've always kind of looked up to him. And he's constantly he's one that is constantly studying. I just read some stuff today. Actually, I was in my read my Urban Meyer book today, and he I had some leadership stuff that I mentioned to our team today, yeah. uh, and it's stuff that he picked up last summer. He figured a guy like that's won national championships. Yeah. Well, he's he's good. He's setting his ways. Nope, he's at leadership conferences studying other people yeah. and other corporations, studying Apple and Nike and their yeah. leadership stuff. So he's he's good. I'll, I I hated it that he left, yeah. but. I get it. Yeah, I feel like I heard you mention one time that you you prefer the college game over the program, pro game. What is it about the program pro game that you feel like is either needs to be changed or it, it's lacking? I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a few things. I think the tempo of the game just is not great like college football. I'm sure it has a lot to do with no huddle offenses and things mm-hmm. like that. But I get, you know, watching the game, and uh, trust me, I get a lot of football through the week. <laughs> and so I, those games just seem to, it's like high school is so awesome and fast, and then college right. is so awesome and fast. And I go to a program, and it's, you know, 10, 15-second huddles, break the huddle, challenge, two-minute wait <laughs> on that. Um, so I think just the tempo of the game is – kind of and it's almost like every game you watch is the same every nfl game is the same it's yeah. usually the same i mean there's tweaks but it's the same looking offense right. it's the same looking defense um, whereas college you can I mean you watch navy or you watch alabama or you watch oregon i mean you're talking different across right. the board so it's just more fun to watch. love me some triple option there you go love yep. me some triple option all right, Casey, we want to thank you again for taking the time out and doing this. Hopefully our listeners appreciate it as well. And we hope, Sean, you got anything else you'd like to I got nothing else, man. Thank you again very much. Good and luck on yes, Friday. Good oh, luck man, Friday we night. appreciate it. Thank you guys for doing this. This is cool.